to Buyer's News Podcast. This podcast is all about staying ahead of the curve through the implementation of personalized one-on-one conversations with your audience. We focus on designing personas, the conversations they are having, and the technology that is enabling the dialogue. Here are your hosts, Hans and Jerome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Father's Muse podcast. This week, a great honor. We have Brian Smith uh, for an interview. Brian works at uh, Intuit, has a lot of uh, conversational and bot implementation experience, and is Senior Product Manager Conversational AI. Brian, great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks, Hans, for having me. I'm really excited to, to be here. Yeah, Brian, we, we always start, and it's not the most innovative, I think, from my perspective to ask, but I think for the listeners, it would be good to, uh, yeah, tell a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you came into contact with conversational AI and your current role. Yeah, that would be cool. Sure. Yeah, that that's, sounds great. So my name is Brian Smith, and, and as Hans said, I'm a senior product manager at Intuit, and I focus on scaling our digital assistant platform across all of our products, TurboTax, QuickBooks, Credit Karma, and Mint. And, uh, you know, that includes everything from setting up the bot strategy across all these product lines for scalability, um, but also for reusability, building net new capabilities, um, also delivering on our conversational AI experiences for a wide range of use cases. And what makes my role a little different is that my customers are internal product teams at Intuit. So they're delivering the content, they're delivering the customer experience and product. Um, but with the help of my team to actually deliver new features, data integrations, automation, uh, things like UI visualizations and, and more capabilities at scale. And, and I think what's fascinating about conversational AI is that this, this space is so emerging, the, the discipline uh, and the field itself, right? The rules, the practice, the, the principles are really being written at the same time as we build out these experiences for our customers. And, and I think having the right strategy and, and the right teams in place within conversation design and AI at scale it really plays a huge role in, in having that successful engagement uh, with your customers. Right. Hey, and um, we talked a lot about, about, about the introduction, but, but you, you focus on getting, of course, new clients on board, but also helping uh, really the customers, right? Uh, when they use the product. Exactly. Yeah. So we have about 20, digital assistants uh, across all of our products at Intuit. And uh, that includes, you know, in product, in our mobile app, uh, desktop. Um, It also includes our web applications. And um, and so these teams, uh, you know, and the product lines come to us, they ask uh, for assistance and and how they can increase engagement. Sometimes it's a digital assistant, sometimes it's not. It just depends on, you know, what makes sense when you augment the the existing experience. But we do have teams, uh, you know, in marketing that have recently approached us and asked, how do we deliver an out-of-product experience when customers are looking for the right product when they're filing taxes, for example? Right. Cool, cool. Uh, we uh, we always like to hear. Uh, uh, well, not, not that it's fun when something goes wrong, but what the pitfalls? Uh, I I bumped into a lot of them over over a couple of years. What I did wrong, I think. Then you learn very well what not to do. Could you share a little bit on uh, on what uh, pitfalls uh, you have come across? Uh, not only at Intuit because you're in this business for longer than I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can say, you know, over the last couple of years, I think we've seen a huge hype cycle around this term of what we call, you know, a chatbot. And I think many people in the field would argue me, me in agreement with them that, you know, I like to use other terms, conversational AI, digital assistant, conversational right. experiences, right? Like 
that might have a more positive connotation just because where we've been, uh, there's there's been kind of this negative sentiment around customers engaging with chatbots because they don't have uh, the help that they're actually looking for. And so I think this is really because when chatbots first came around, they were sold as, uh, you know, this notion of artificial intelligence and being able to help you uh, guide and move across products. And then, you know, you'd peel the curtain behind the experience and see, you know, this quote unquote wizard, um, which was just clever scripting, right. And rules created by someone with the title conversation designer. And, and, you know, if the customer does this, then do that. And I think we still see that a lot in the, in the industry today. And it's just the maturity of the field and, and where we are or where, co- you know, companies are in terms of their existing tech stacks and, and leadership buy-in and funding and team capacity or other competing priorities. But I, I think this is a great uh, question because I, you know, I recently posted on LinkedIn because I was dealing with some challenges in this space and, and I wanted to understand, you know, are others in this space dealing with similar challenges and, and what are the biggest challenges they face, you know, when building a chat or voice experience, especially in designing one, because it, it can be tough if you don't have the right process and a lot of the sentiment um, that came in the comments was around, you know, having the right access to data. Um, the data is out there, but it might not be available for you to, to integrate with your platform. And so how do you start to influence teams that own the data to make it in a consumable way where you can reuse it, you know, within these experiences? Uh, you know, the second one was really around leadership buy-in. So how do we gain leadership buy-in when there are competing priorities or my leadership team doesn't really understand that we should start focusing or understand how we should integrate conversational AI. And the last one, which is something that I relate to when I first entered this field was scaling resources and really growing a team. And, and I think, you know, the perfect comment on there was this team of one, right? You have a team of one focused on all things across strategy, design, uh, influencing the enterprise, um, working cross-functionally with several different teams, building net new capabilities. When I first entered this field that, and I was scoped to focus not just on the chatbot, but our search uh, you know, platform IVR uh, and our live chat with a human agent. And, and that's just a lot for one person. And so teams need to understand um, you know, in order to move fast and move quick and efficient, um, you, know, you need to scale at the same time as putting funding behind this. And um, I guess where I'll end to is you know, there's, there wasn't much personalization um, and assistance didn't really have context. And so, you know, one thing we're looking at prioritizing that into it is really understanding the full customer journey, mm-hmm. whether they're engaging the digital assistant or not. And so as you move across any of our products, we want to know where you've been, where you are, anticipate what you're trying to accomplish. And so as you engage any self-help capability, we're really pulling that single thread through and offering a really good customer experience. Right. Hey, you mentioned about leadership. Uh, I totally understand. Could you iterate a little bit on the first one you mentioned about integrating with 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 sources? Yeah. Oftentimes, uh, we'll have a use case, and that use case needs data, um, and and it's either data to personalize the experience, right? To to give the bot, uh, you know, insight into the type of customer they're engaging with. Yeah. And so when the data is not available, we have to go to these teams that own the data to, to surface it up, to make it reusable or, or usable with, with our platform. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of influence there across several different teams. And, um, and I think the, the second piece of that, Hans, is really around um, we understand the use case uh, and we know the type of data, but we don't know where it's at. 
uh, I think there there needs to be a way to to kind of pull it together so people know what's available. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 And then to segment it to the right uh, people with the right authorization, you bring up a good point. You don't want to let someone um, get an answer for something that they are not allowed to uh, to view. So roles and responsibilities is indeed a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of that. But yeah, when you all have the information and a persona comes in and is looking for different information and everybody can view the same things, then uh, then it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, we honestly believe, we, besides uh, talking about pitfalls, is that, that making small steps within conversational AI is critical. Could you share a little bit on how you tackle that and what your view is on uh, taking the small steps and rather go big uh, in the beginning? Yeah, uh, I, I think the first thing is really understanding the design process um, and, and how that relates to your use case. Um, so a lot of times teams come to the digital assistant platform, you know, group within uh, Intuit and, and they want to build a, a digital assistant, but they might not know what types of experiences to offer. I think you really need to understand first, like, how is this going to ladder up into our existing experiences or our existing pages within, within a, a given product? Um, and then outside of that, you know, really creating a design process that works for you and your team when building conversational AI interactions. Um, I, I really like the Conversation Design Institute. The bot implementation team here, you know, has really good uh, documentation. I think there's a lot of great resources out there um, that people can start to look at and, and scale up and at least get a general understanding. Um, and, and I think the second part is a little bit on the technical side, but you don't have to really get into the, the technicality, but it's really understanding NLU at, at a high level and how to train a model, right? NLU is machine learning. It's an algorithm. We train train it to identify patterns using words, right? We can also use pixels on a, on a picture, numbers in a database, groups of words, um, any of that. But, you know, computers have no understanding of words. And so if we take several utterances and train it, it, it you know, just understanding that high level concept there of, of how do we... Um, now train our, our bot to understand our specific use cases to trigger the right content. Right, right, right. Yeah, cool. Hey, in the formula, we focus on uh, persona design, conversation design, and of course, the solutions. Huh? Uh, you uh, work a lot with your product teams. So uh, so in what way do you see, uh, you iterated already a little bit about the conversation design and, and what you use. Could you share a little bit on your experience perhaps on conversation design or, or where the, the, the systems and the solutions are going, where, where you see this heading. Um, you already mentioned something in the beginning about linear and nonlinear bots, right? A lot of linear stuff because that everybody can do when you minimize the text, I always say. But could you share a little bit on, for example, conversation design and on, on the solutions side? When you're starting to build a chat and voice interaction, you know there might be additional steps and user testing and, and things that you need to integrate um, and, and take into account. I think, you know, on that post on LinkedIn that I had a couple weeks ago, uh, some of the designers that posted on there had mentioned, you know, companies that we work with, our clients, they don't understand how long it might take for us to, you know, craft out a design um, for, for a bot just with the complexity behind the scenes. And so I think, um, you know, that's one thing that that teams need to have a documentation for. Um I think where where we're going, uh, you know, I think the future is quite unknown at this point. Um, but what I can tell you is is that the people that are building the digital assistants today and the people that are in this industry, which is a small niche group of people, 
which is amazing. Uh, you know, they really want to create that positive customer experience. And I think we create that through a robust conversation design practice, which some people are starting to stand up and share. And Hillary Black, I think, does a really good job yeah. Um, yeah. here with, with, sharing, with sharing a lot um, in this space. But I think what we're seeing now is, is rapid emergence of new types of jobs. I think it was, you know, conversation design started first. And, and now we're seeing a lot on the product management side of, hey, now we have this bot and all these designers that are designing for it, but like, how do we scale it? And, and they're starting to add, you know, product managers, project managers, program managers, all in this conversational AI space. And so I think this is, you know, a journey that we're on. And what we see today is just the, the early dawn um, of the future where, you know, we'll start to see more human computer inter interactions through voice and text and interchangeable experiences between a human and a bot where you, 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 don't necessarily get handed off between the two, right? They're interchangeable right. and working together. And it's not just human in the loop behind the scenes and, sure. um, you know, bots handing off to other bots. We're looking at customers using our platform to talk to their customers um, and, and providing insights to help make informed decisions there. And so I think um, the the last point I'll make is I, I think we're, we're not trying to make the bot feel more human, um, but the human-like qualities that, that we're working towards in the industry is really making the conversation more interactive, more fun, more natural, and easy to follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I even saw courses, and you mentioned already the courses, but where is it going is that, that indeed um, a lot of people share best practices regarding conversation design. I even saw, I don't remember where, but I will find it out and put it in the show notes perhaps, but there was even a, a link or a post about um, a project plan or project planning course regarding implementing bots just to make sure that when people would implement bots that I, I'm, I'm not a project manager but that, that you would not forget any steps to take uh, uh, within uh, your project right because it's it's, it's still quite specialized uh, with the formula we have of course the discovery and the design and the implementation and the measure stages uh, but that's too high level uh, you of course need to do a lot of tasks within a project so you see that there are definitely a lot of education and people that stand up that want to educate people to make the business successful right because uh, what you already mentioned exactly. in the beginning indeed uh, yeah, there are a lot of people that just hate chatbots, or and that's why we call it conversational AI now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, in our, our preparation, I liked the idea, and we talked a little bit more about COVID and chatbots, and of course, a lot of people had a lot of questions when uh, when COVID hit, and uh, there's still, uh, of course, it's not it's not gone. Uh, but uh, yeah, we wanted to chat a little bit, and yet uh, also some views on on how uh, that was picked up and how chatbots played a role or might be playing a better role in that area. Could you share a little bit your thoughts on that? Because it was very interesting in, the, in our pre-talk. Yeah, I think with COVID, you know, many industries like hospitality and, and travel, they needed to deploy a solution really quick uh, due to, you know, the increased volume that they saw in their contact centers or, or other support channels, live chat, um, you know, with the human and, and I think when teams were put in place, you know, they might have been traditional content designers, they might have been a product manager, uh, but there was no proper training in how to design an assistant and, and understanding of NLU. And so I think oftentimes um, only a few use cases were deployed because teams only had a, a limited amount of time to get a solution out the door. And so when customers would interact with these 
these bots, these conversational AI digital assistants, they had limited scope, lack of knowledge, not a lot of API integrations, not a lot of personalization. And so I think it really impacted our industry and field in terms of um, this negative connotation of, of chatbots don't know me, chatbots don't know what I want. Uh, right. It's almost yeah. like when IVRs first came out, right? Let me just push zero the entire time to try to get to a rep. Um, and then the thing hangs up on you sometimes based on how they've designed it. Uh, but it, well, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I, I think it relates to Jacob's Law, right? Users spend a lot of time on other company websites. And so they base those experiences when they're, when they're engaging with yours. And so, you know, the same thing with the chatbot. If I've had a poor experience on one website, when I come to another, I'm already going to have low expectations. And, and I think what companies, you know, should really do is start to become industry leading and, and figure out what not only works for your company and your customers, because everybody deploys these, these bots differently and, and designs differently because there's not a true way of, of building it. Um, you know, how do you, how do you, level up those expectations a little bit so that you can, you know, your customers are, are willing to engage and, and support and um, with, with the bots that you deploy. Yeah, of course, a lot of people expect it with the COVID bots <clears throat> to have uh, all the answers there and they could easily find it, but it, of course, was not that easy. And uh, it was even that, of course, uh, one situation was different the next day. So <laughs> that was sometimes a little bit difficult. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, makes sense. Hey, um, uh, we uh, we always dig deeper a little bit on, on where can people start, right? Uh, at the uh, at the end of the show, uh, great, great insights. Uh, anything that you would like to share on the approach where people, what people can start with, uh, when they would start with one-on-one conversations uh, with uh, with their audience? Yeah, I love this question. And I think really, if you're looking to build your first bot, your first digital assistant, uh, it's really around understanding how it fits into your overall strategy and your overall digital ecosystem and, and existing experiences. Uh, I think a lot of times in my past life, uh, people say we do it in web, we do it in mobile. Now let's lift and shift that entire experience and give it to customers in a digital assistant. And there's this focus around uh channel strategy and including a digital assistant as a channel. Um, and, and my perspective is really, you know, it augments a digital channel like web and mobile. You could have it in a separate place that, that has limited use cases, right? Um, but I think really understanding how it fits into the overall ecosystem. So when customers engage your digital assistant, it doesn't feel like a separate siloed experience and it feels mm -hmm. more connected, like it's really pulling that thread through. Right, right. That means then when there is a experience on the web, then if I understand correctly, it will live on the web and you will start there, right? Yeah, I think so. And, and I think, you know, where I see that this going a little bit more here, Hans, is, um, you know, a lot of times the chatbot lives on the right side or the left side of the page and you open it through a floating action button or a help help icon. But, you know, in the future, how do how do we leverage, you know, a persona to help customers uh, you know, get guided across an experience. Can the can the bot move out of that type of container and move around the experience? Not like the Clippy experience, right, where where everybody was annoyed in Microsoft Web years ago. But um, how how can there be certain use cases where maybe the customer doesn't want to have a conversation and they just want to be shown? And so instead of showing, you know, here's my bot response with the 15 steps that you have to do to do X, right? Can I can I guide you across the experience? Can I 
Um, can I transfer you to a different page, but still be there for you if you have questions? How do these uh, how do these digital assistants work in tandem with a really good digital experience? I think is is where we're going to start to see it go. Yeah, yeah, and um, what uh, I uh, my kids play Roblox. I don't want them to do it a lot, so that's kind of a their own environment playing with others. So, uh, yeah, when uh, I envision in the future as well that there will be avatars and virtual people that they could ask questions that are not real people that are potentially even interviewing them, right? Like these virtual assistants that are that are just walking around. So that's not the floating icon on a exactly. website or a, or a pop-up on a, on a, on 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 an app, right? That's uh, that's for the metaverse a little bit different, uh, a different ball game. What's going to happen there, right? They will just they will just yell and scream like I need help, and then some somebody virtually comes and introduces themselves and say, Hey, what can I help you with? That's a little bit different than uh, than this annoying pop up uh, box. Yeah, yeah, for sure, sure. Yeah. Hey, anything uh, that we uh, that we missed uh, last part? Otherwise, uh, we're leaving uh, and uh, by by closing out. But uh, anything that you would like to share that we missed that you would like to tell the audience? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you're looking to enter this space, it, it is it is uh, it, pretty new. I think it's been around for some time, but it, the hype cycle has just continued to increase as as more jobs come up and more companies are, are moving into this new thing of conversational AI. And so um, I, I think just, you know, understanding the use case and the reason behind why you are deploying a digital assistant is really the first answer. Um, and, and will really help, you know, in my experience, helping sell the vision and the goal and, and how it relates to your strategy and, and gaining that leadership buy-in to, to, to increase those resources and, and grow a team and, and really get the support here. Because uh, once you get in, it can be really fun. Uh, but but challenging space uh, to be in. Yeah, to prove that it can work and to prove that it has a business impact. Yeah, yeah cool. Hey, Brian, great insights. Um, last but not least, now I'll put it in the show notes and stuff. Where can people find you if they want to connect? Sure. Yeah, you can you can find me in several places. I, I'm really active on LinkedIn. Um, you know, there's probably a lot of Brian Smiths out there. So yeah. when you do the quick search, just just look for Brian Smith into it. I, I love connecting with others in the field and getting perspective. I'm also on Medium. I, I do writing on there. My, my handle's brian.com, all spelled out. And uh, and then I also have a website where you can see my background and portfolio and work there. It's briansmithwithoutanyvowels.com. So B-R-N-S-M-T-H.com. And, um, and I'll do a little plug here. I, I do free mentorship on the side with adplist.org. And uh, this this site, you know, offers free mentorship globally to people in UX and, and product management. And um, I've, I've, I've found a lot of people on there that are just interested in getting questions answered before an interview and, and stuff. And so if, if anyone's looking there, especially in conversational AI, you know, I'm, I'm always open to, cool. to, to help. Hey, that's that's great. That's great. Yeah, I, I will. Um, I will put uh, those uh, those links within uh, within the show notes, and, and then they're also on the web on the episode. And uh, so great. No, hey, thanks a lot. Great insights. Thanks so much for taking the time, and uh, we stay connected. Thanks so much. Thanks, Hans.